Hello, everyone. Welcome to Confidence Through Cabaret, the podcast. We are so excited for today's guest. My name is Heather. And I'm and, Ryan. And we, we're just so glad that you're here. It's important that you're here. Our theme this month is New Horizons and all things new and wonderful. Um, Ryan, are you excited for our guest today? Oh, my goodness. I really am. Today, we are super excited because we get to welcome Martha Mock. Martha is uh, the super confidence coach. She's a motivational speaker, entrepreneur, multi-award winning international makeup artist, hairstylist, author, literally just an all-round badass. And we are so excited to be welcoming them to the uh, to the podcast today. Hey, Martha, how are you doing? I am wonderful. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. Now my face is a little bit wet, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's Amazing. my goal. It's my goal. I want to make you blush. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, you are so welcome here, Martha. And super confidence coach, where does that come from? I have to thank my partner because when I started my coaching journey, I feel like that the only thing that I could be really proud of was my confidence, despite what my colorful life had been. So I thought that maybe I wanted to go into either success coaching or confident coaching. And he said, oh, there's so many confident coach out there. Why don't you call yourself a super confident coach? And I'm like, really? I can do that? Oh, a bit scared there. Eh? But you know what? Three months into it, the more you do it, the more you believe in yourself, breaking through all those BS that we give ourselves. And I say, okay, I really own the name. And feeling like that is it's what they say in the NLP terms, that you are consciously and unconsciously competent in what you do. And that's when the true confidence shines. Amazing, amazing. For those of you not familiar with NLP, that's Neuro Linguistic Programming. And that's about kind of how we process and uh, uh, our neural pathways connect with, with language and, and that we, we have programming, all of us, and we can reprogram. So I love that Martha's talking about this super confidence coach because you do step into it, right? You mm. do, it's like face it until you are it. And you mm. did that and that's so inspiring. Oh, thank you for that. So How would you, you like, to, oh yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah, go for it. Go do it. How did you get into, uh, how did you get into to NLP work? I mean, it's such a fascinating field. What drew you to it? Uh, my partner is also an NLP pack as well, and he's also a coach. He was the one that who inspired me during the COVID time when it hit Australia last year. I got a multiple business in wedding industry. I put all the eight in one basket thinking that, you know what, there's only two things that will happen in life. One is getting married. The other one's going to a funeral. So <laughs> I pick wedding for a living. So I thought that that would go on forever. And uh, still COVID hit, everything shut down. I'm like, hmm. This is going to be a challenge for us and we don't know what's going to happen. And my partner, super amazing, Malcolm, that uh, he's super amazing. And he suggested me and said, why don't you take up into life coaching? Looking into the way you talk, I can see you on stage talking to thousands of people. I'm like, really? I can do that? Oh, okay. Uh, and then I just started out my journey. And it has been very, very amazing. And life just takes you to different places as well. When you believe into it and give into it, take up the signals 
and you can go a lot further than what you can believe. I started out as a confident coach, helping women to break through their own belief, uh, their BS, and everything that is stopping them from moving forward and ho- what is holding in their past. And even three months of co- uh, into my coaching business, I was able to make what all coaches dream of, like the 10K month, which I am like, that's what they all say. But I was able to do that continuously for six months after that as well. It's like, and everyone started to ask me, oh my God, how did you do it? How do you do it? I'm like, uh, I think I use my experience in running multiple businesses and use it in the coaching world and it worked. And so I transitioned into doing a business coaching for new coaches to help them to cut through all the confusion. You have no idea how confusing our, our, our coaching world is. There's so many courses available, but I wanted to give um, uh, some clarity and simplify the whole coaching process so they can be ready to go and help another person. And it did hit me a little bit as well because my goal is to help women who does not have a voice. My mission is to have no woman to suffer in silence. And it sort of hit me in my thinking as like, oh, if I stop doing my confident coaching, what would those women be? But then one trauma coach that I met at a, at a boot camp, and she told me that, hey, you know what? The people who wants to have the confidence for themselves, they will still come to you. But what you're doing, you're helping other coaches to be the shine, the jewel of themselves, so they can go and spread the love and help more people. And that is my why of becoming a coach. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, in the position that you're in, you, you, you don't not only help people, but, but you know that those people help other people. So it's just this like ripple effect, isn't it? Oh, so beautiful. It is, it is a lot more than I could imagine. I joined the makeup industry because I believe all of us are beautiful, regardless of age, how many wrinkles we have, how big our eyes is, how fat is our, our, our face look. Regardless of all of that, we are all individual, unique and beautiful just the way we are. Being a makeup artist allowed me to share with all the women out there who have insecurity and body image issues to let them know that they can be beautiful too. And that has always been my mission for 16 years not knowing becoming a coach it led me to even further not just the outside but the inside that they can feel truly confident about themselves and that was the biggest reward that I have in my life and at the moment I'm working on my non-profit organization to give coachings to other uh, women out there who've been for what I've been for and at the stage that they cannot afford a coach I am so surprised of how coaching can help a woman so I wanted to offer their some coaching methods with the team of coaches that donated their time to help them to get started and back in focus in themselves so that's the non-profit organization i'm working on <laughs> amazing that's incredible uh, absolutely work. beautiful absolutely beautiful uh i and and you're all ah oh, i i mean I, I like i don't even know which strand to pick i okay let, let, let's <laughs> let's not start a new strand yet let, let let's go back to making women feel beautiful a lot mm-hmm. of times the makeup industry gets a gets a hard um pass because the people will say well you shouldn't need makeup to feel beautiful you should feel beautiful because from within and all of those things how do you how did you find using like hair and makeup and uh, caused people to feel beautiful or made that connection between the inside and how they feel and 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 how they look on the outside 
I get that question asked a lot, Heather. The truth is makeup is only a tool. It's not about how much we put on. It's about what makes us feel good. If I feel like putting a lipstick on that day, if that makes you feel better, go and do it. It's not about uh, I have to have a pink lipstick instead of a green lipstick because green <laughs> lipstick does not make me feel good. It's not about that. It's just about using a tool, just like eating, like uh, it's just an essential item for other people to fill you up. So if makeup is a tool that we can use to make ourselves be better, that's what makeup is. It doesn't matter what other people say because everyone has different beliefs. What we like about something, for example, ice cream, what I like, how I like ice cream and how Heather like ice cream, how wine like ice cream is completely different. So our belief is only true to us. So based on that, we can do whatever we like. As long as we understand that whatever happened, what other people do, we respect their model of the world. And they and that will free you up from so much pressure and so much fear from within. Yeah, I love that you say that. Um, we we talk a lot about you know kind of using tools that help us engage in a character or the characteristics mm -hmm. of ourselves that are the most confident. Um, which is why I always have my pink lipstick on hand. Um, <laughs> listeners of the show will know that because I, I I just that's that's my power tool. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I I guess I'm wondering. For a lot of people listening, when you when they don't feel good about their body or how they look or how, it, it, you're absolutely right. It isn't about the external thing. It, you know how you look on the outside is very much related to how you're feeling on the inside. Mm -hmm. So how do you how do you speak to that um, when someone is not feeling beautiful on the inside? I have to ask them what is holding them back because there's yeah. always the question that is not just on the top it's always underneath the iceberg only 10 percent our of our speech and the things that we do are coming from the conscious mind 90 percent of our action is actually in the unconscious mind and by ans asking the quality questions you will get the quality answer from what is truly behind them for example someone who suffer from alcohol uh having uh, alcoholic uh, issues it's not about the alcohol giving them pressure it's actually the loneliness and the emptiness they feel inside so by feeling that gap if makeup can do that for them why not use that as a tool if uh like if, if helping another people going to community project and do that that's another tool to work to to do it as well. And when people looking at addiction and things like that, they often have a resistance and say, oh, that's their problem. They're not loving themselves. They don't have any self-love. That's why they're doing it. It's not that. It's because they are missing something in that 90% of underlayer of them within. So by recognizing what that is, that truly can help them to surface up and take control in their life again. Wow. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Now we were talking just before the show about how difficult it can be to to be able to share your vulnerability, and and even for a lot of us, I, certainly for me at different stages, uh, it's even been hard to acknowledge the vulnerability, mm. let alone share it with other people. Mm. How how because I, I just that triggered that thought because I'm thinking you know if if I'm going to say to a coach I'm lonely or to a friend or whomever I'm lonely. And therefore, I'm spending my evenings doing whatever, and it's you know. Mm. Uh, then, then there's a vulnerability in that, isn't there? Mm. And I think we very often avoid the pain of facing that vulnerability. How did you mm. learn to face that vulnerability? 
the first thing I have to do is to trust, to trust myself that it's not my fault, whatever happened to me, to trust the people that who I speak to are having the knowledge, having the intelligence of listening and not judging. That like we cannot control what other people do, but we can control what is happening and our environment as well. So you can choose who you be vulnerable and opening up to. And like before the show, we we're talking about, oh, is there anything that you can't talk about? I can tell you the truth. 11 months ago, no one knows my story. No one knows that I've been abused for 19 years in my abusive marriage. No one knows that I was uh, being bullied at school since the age of six. No one knows, this is the hardest for me to admit, was sexually molested by someone that I trust. No one know about that. It took me about six months to actually release everything out and be very comfortable talking about today. So for those of us that who find vulnerability is such a scary thing to do, I can tell you, you do not need to do bungee jump. You don't need to jump off a high wise building. You just need to take little bunny step at a time and share it with the people you can trust. There's so many of us out there because when I was in depression and going for trauma therapy, I thought that I was the only one. I was ashamed of my past. I'm ashamed of uh, other people getting to know me more. I'm ashamed of sharing my story and I'm guilty. I feel guilty that I was the cause of the problem. I was the cause that of all this pain and suffering. But once we realize that I say, hey, trust myself that I deserve more. That's the first step. I deserve more and I am worthy. So from that, slowly, I started to get uh, professional help. And when you get professional help, you're starting to open up more. I still remember one of the sentences I said to my trauma therapist was, love means pain. And she didn't correct me at that time. She just said, oh, okay, that's your feel. Okay, so how else that can we see into the situation? And it is because that after a few sessions working with my uh, trauma therapist, and I've realized that, hey, love doesn't mean it have to be pain. Yes, there's good days, there's bad day, but it doesn't necessarily equal to pain. So what else have I not tried? Not what I have tried and why. No, 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 no. What else have I not tried in my life to make sure that my love does not equal pain? So mm. by understand that what I haven't tried, it really opens up the option for us. When we are in a corner, when we are in a dark place, we often see that, no, I try everything. I can't do this. I can't do that. I have tried. And we keep telling ourselves, there's no option. Only when the time that we realize that there's option available, the light will come in. There's another channel for us to go for. So believing that there is light out there, that is also a first step of trust, that we need to trust there is help out there. Yeah, that's, that's a really beautiful message. And it's a really important message if Absolutely. you feel that you are struggling or suffering and you're alone and it doesn't need to to you don't need to have gone through through the things that others have gone through I know I've been guilty in the past about saying well but I could it could have been worse it could have been this mm. and it could have been that and and uh and and that's you know it's it's not it's not if it's if it's if you're suffering and you're struggling there there is help there is support mm. um you just need to find and trust mm. 
and ask for help. That was mm-hmm. the big one. I didn't ask for help because I was successful on, <laughs> on stage. And you know what? When someone tell me at that time, tell me that I need to have more self-love, I actually said F off. <laughs> That's the truth. Because I thought I love myself. I live well. I dress well. I eat well. What am I not loving myself on? Mm. But I didn't love myself at the deepest level, that 90% of unconsciousness, that needs of feeling uh, accepted, that needs of being uh, uh, appreciated, that need of not being feeling lonely by myself. And it's like when I was going to my dating world, I always say to the guy to filter them out, online dating, that's what happens. (laughs) And I put a few things that I want from a guy, a sense of safety, security, and a sense of belonging. And that sense of belonging is not my belonging to him. It's Mm -hmm. my belonging to me that I can be myself next to him. So based on that, I filter out a lot of different people over a year and a half after until I find my ideal partner, which is my current partner at the moment, which is amazing. And I know that a lot of us who've been for uh, abusive marriage or trauma relationship, it's very hard for us to trust again. But I, and, and even for some of my friends, like, how can you keep going? How do you keep going? Oh my God, you met so many of these people and you just don't give up and keep trying. My, my answer is very simple. If you don't go and buy a lottery ticket, how do you know you're going to win a lotto? It's simple as that. It's just because that we don't give up and knowing that, I deserve happiness. I am worthy. That is the truly turning point for me to keep going and finding that motivation. It's like motivation, a lot of people say, hey, uh, how do I get more motivated? The truth is, is to find out your why. Find out why you want to be motivated. Otherwise, get an alarm clock that really helps too. Um, That's actually the truth. So find out your why. My why is... Because I decided to step out of my 19 years of marriage on my 40th birthday, that I said that enough was enough. I was so unhappy at that life that I said that I don't want to live more than 60 years old. So I have 20 years old left in my life. What do I want to do? So that's how, that's how I become having that little bit of courage to step out from my thing. And when I, when I left him, there was nothing left. He took all my money. He, I even gave him one of my car and uh, I, I was left with nothing but a cat. But when I asked the universe to give me what I need and support me, things just come. And I got like a very lovely client giving me a two jobs and give me a few thousand dollars that I can I just afford to move out of that place, finding a new place. I got my friend that emptied out her apartment and said, hey, you don't need to give me a bond because I couldn't even afford it at that time. I said, but I can pay you the rent. I just can't give you a bond. I said, yeah, no problem. Just come in. So all I needed to do was ask ask for help and like when I'm moving I'm moving as well I met this wonderful lady who does decoddling she helped me to move up my whole house my whole house not just her and her whole family and become really good friends and it's just because I asked for help as long as you're willing to ask no one will look down on you and the people that who doesn't understand your story is not the whole world Remember this, they are not the whole world. There is people out there like Heather, like Ryan, like myself, are willing to listen to your story and send you to the white path. Yeah, that's, that's, that's such uh, amazing insight and, and advice and, and, and inspiration. Um, I, I, I think um, 
I, I've been through so, some of the similar circumstances mm -hmm. as as yourself, and I I still find uh, every once in a while I'll find a little trigger and I and I'll think, oh, I didn't know I had that, but now I do. Now I know how to handle that. And we get, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's about the passage of time. And so, you know, we ask for help and we, and we do the work and then we think, oh, well, then now it should be done now. You know, you've, you've yeah. got a new partner. Come on, Martha. You've got, a, mm -hmm. but, but, you know, there, there are things for, for each of us that we find triggering. And it's, it's just about recognizing that, doing that work about what is that and learning about it. And I spent most of my adult life just ignoring it the way I managed mm -hmm. all of my garbage was mm -hmm. to just be even busier so i never mm -hmm. asked the question how do i feel right? exactly that's me um, <laughs> that's me it, i'm a complete pure workaholic because yeah. of how unhappy i was yeah i didn't want to stay at home <laughs> yeah yeah just keep on being busy and then never ask mm -hmm. yourself the question how do i feel uh mm -hmm. it is it 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 comes up eventually uh because mm -hmm. it it does it just does and you know the, the 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 easier path if there is such a thing is to ask for help and start to take as you say little bunny hops because otherwise something like covid happens and ta-da all the stuff comes out of the box all at once mm. you know and i think you know that then then it's it's a lot to to work mm. with and so you know ha having a trusted friend or a coach or a therapist depending on what you need is 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 just kind of being able to take those those bunny hops with somebody there to kind of pick you up from the the, the puddle that you can end up in Definitely. And I and I have to be very, very honest as well. And sometimes triggers does come back. It's like recently I was going to for uh, a photo shoots with my whole family and my new partner can join on that day. When I was putting my makeup on, I actually started to shake. I started to feel like that feeling, who the hell am I to be so happy? And I went into that thinking of, oh, really, do I deserve it? Like, you know, oh, who the hell am I? I finally got a photo shoot with my partner and my family. We're all a family that loving each other. My wow. God, like, you know, this is such a shock for me. What's going on? And I told my partner, you know what he said to me? One sentence only. He didn't tell me that, baby, I love you or yeah. anything like that. No. He told me, go and read your five books. <laughs> all the five books that you've written just go and read it and i'm like mm. <laughs> wow. okay you're right what bs am i telling myself that i'm not good enough and i don't deserve this happiness you're right baby and it immediately got me back up on a smile and that's what i mean by having that trust to be vulnerable to one person that you you really trust and they could be multiple person as your time goes you trust more people but to the one person that you need they can pick you up just like that instead yeah. of you drilling into that emotion for a long time one logical question really helped to solve all the emotions mm -hmm. absolutely it puts things into perspective doesn't it uh, definitely so so you you use lots of different strategies to help people under uh, uncover their fears and their barriers and um, mm. we've talked a little bit about nlp or neuro-linguistic mm. programming what what else do you use in your super confidence coach practice I feel like that is what I use as well for myself to get myself out of a certain thing. Mm -hmm. I use our reality and simple techniques to talk to ourselves because when we are in an emotional state, everything becomes uh, a very touchy, but we can simply 
get ourselves out of that emotion by asking ourselves a logical question. The logical question can really break everything. Just uh, for example, if someone is bullying you or putting a bad comment on your social media, you have two options. In your head, you think about, okay, do they pay my bills? Do they clean my garbage? They don't. Okay, they don't matter. First, first thing. Second thing to do is there's always this un uh, hidden message and unblock block button and delete as well. Very good to use. And they're out of your life already. You don't need to use your 100% whim in your brain to save 30% of them to go into their emotion and worry because they are unhappy with their life and they put a comment out. Uh, it's not your, your part to actually fix them unless they pay you. That's a different story. But if not, then it doesn't matter. So the delete and block and hit and button is very, very good to use because you ask yourself, that logical question how is that person going to affect my real life my reality not my emotion but my reality if they don't put food on my table they don't clean my my, my kids bottom they don't scrape out my cat's litter it doesn't do anything to help me so if that's the case it doesn't matter yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then let it go i love, I love that I was I'm fully going to use that from now on. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anytime someone is difficult towards me, I'm just going to say, you don't clean out my cat's litter. Yep. Like that is my next, that's my favorite new phrase. I <laughs> think, Ryan, it's even more suiting because we know each other rather well. Uh -oh. You should say, you don't clean my child's bottom. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> Then who are they to judge you on exactly. what you do, yeah, what seriously. you say, and yeah. how you act? Yeah. And actually, you know what? It's I know it's difficult and tricky with families, um, mm -hmm. but it's not that different with people in our lives who we spend time with who limit us by their own self-limiting beliefs or mm -hmm. who suck the energy out of us because it's mm -hmm. it's some sort of way of keeping us down or what mm -hmm. you know it's it's not a delete button but mm -hmm. it is a, a a walk away from those things mm -hmm. if you're not able to express yourself and say mm -hmm. this is how i'm feeling can we talk about mm -hmm. it can mm -hmm. we resolve this mm -hmm. and if if you can then it's time to walk away from that too hidden that's the way the hidden button is. You don't need to delete them, but you just need to hidden it. Again, go back to a sentence that I find that it helps me every single time my blood starting to boil uh, in my head. And I ask myself that respect the other people model of the world. It is their things, their insecurity, their way of seeing the world. It has nothing to do with me. It's not my fault. And I need no need to put any emotion to do it. That really helped me to calm my blood pressure, stay away from the blood pressure tablet, and it's very good to calm yourself down. Yeah, yeah. And it's so important because we can make better decisions and we can process information and emotion in a much better way when our central nervous system is calm and when we're, you know, when, when we're when we're able to to see things more clearly as opposed to being reactive. Mm. Mm, definitely. And I was going to I was going to ask as well because sometimes um, I find that there's because of the the ama the amazing amount of self doubt that gets put into mm -hmm. people's minds when they're in that situation you know when they've been made to feel so small and stuff um, sometimes they can sit there and sort of go well I don't know if it's me or if it's them 
you know, mm-hmm. there's that that weird cognitive dissonance. Um, mm-hmm. How do you help uh, somebody get to that point where they can sort of go, okay, this is not a me issue, this is a them issue? First thing is to accept yourself. I am allowed to be selfish to me. So I can control what is coming into me. I'm not controlling them, but I'm controlling myself or what I'm having that into my brain. We get about 2 million bits of information from the external world. But in ourselves, there's only 134 bits per second of information going into our brain, going into a filter. So we can control where our focus is. Just like when someone say to you, you dress horribly. That jacket looks so old and so wrinkly. First thing, we respect the other people of the world. Second thing, thank you for your comment. It was lovely meeting you. That's it. That's all you have to say. Because any time that you try to fight back, you're wasting your 134 uh, bits in your brain. So I would prefer just say, thank you for your opinion. Have a nice day. A bully cannot bully you anymore if you do not react. That is one key thing. And it's hard to do. I'm not saying that you can do it tomorrow, but you can starting to say just a simple word. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. That's all you have to do. Instead of triggering the defensive system, that is the main thing. And allow yourself to be selfish to you first. I used to be that person in the plane thinking that why do they ask us to put our mask on first before we put it to the people next to us? As a woman, as someone that who's so caring, of course I would give it to the child next to me or the old lady that is next to me. Of course I would do that. But why do I need to put that mask on first? Just like when a moment that I feel like, what are you talking about? Self-love. I love myself. I didn't know that I need to make sure I am enough first. I am fulfilled. And that club there is full before I can give it to another person. So by putting out myself for being selfish to my self first, this is the best decision I ever made in my life. It's not about being egotistic. It's about being realistic because who matter the most? What they're thinking or how I'm feeling? Mm-hmm. No, I'm finally allowed to put myself first and say, hey, this is me that I need to look after first because without me fixing myself, I cannot give to other people. And that was one learning that I truly got during all of this training. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. And how, and how we respond to others is mm-hmm. always a choice for us. Mm-hmm. You know, you, nobody made you feel that way. You Mm -hmm. choose your response. So you Mm -hmm. can choose to say thank you, or you can choose to fight back, or -hmm. you can choose to feel however you feel, or Mm -hmm. you can choose a different response. But we always have responsibility. Exactly. And it's like recently I heard a sentence talking about a certain person who's complained about their whole family, sort of know who it is, very popularly. And uh, and someone actually say, if that person is fulfilled and complete and secure in their heart, they would not have all this complaint. So again, it is because of their insecurity, of their unhappiness. It has nothing to do with you. And it's just like someone said, okay, uh, we often ask that question, even in a relationship or with kids and things like that. We ask, why are you angry at me? 
And what would that happen? Immediately blow up even bigger because that person is looking for all the reason that you did wrong and they will put you down. But instead, think about it. What is the best way to counteract that? Thank you for your opinion. I appreciate you. And I will take that into consideration. Yeah. Immediately yeah. that fire and everything stop because they can't say anything more. If they're still going on and say, I understand time to step out yeah and there's there's sometimes in our lives when when people aren't even really meaning to be inflammatory or they're mm. not even really you know we take it that way because of who we are so we mm. see the world as we are not as it is so mm -hmm. there are sometimes and i'm just reflecting on times with my children where they're not actually meaning to be you know rude or talking back or whatever it's just mm. But I take it that way because I'm mm -hmm. uh, because of how I am inside of me as well, and it is worth checking back in with yourself if you're starting to mm -hmm. find that other people are just annoying or, or or winding you up. It's like check back in with what's going on with me, mm -hmm. you know. Because for some reason I'm not able to say thank you for your opinion. I'll take that into mm -hmm. consideration. For some reason I'm I'm feeling reactive. Then check in with yourself mm -hmm. and sort of think, okay, what's going on? And did they actually really? Did I hear that right? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, but, and, you know, so it's hard to understand somebody else's intention if our, if, if our internal is, is, you know, really wound up. So, so yeah. I think, I, I think, you know, if you, if you, because that's, it's, it's such great advice, but there are some times when I thought, I know that I need to control the controllables. I know I can tr choose my own response, but I want to be mad. Mm -hmm. like i'm choosing that <laughs> yeah then go somewhere else to actually be met in that there's we there's always a choice and i have to admit that i used to be a train as well when someone that who fight things at me i will just bite back because i'm the confident woman isn't it i'll just bite back without any holding back but then i learned the situation doesn't get better so what is the benefit? Again, what is the return on investment? So mm, since there's no return in investment, okay, I need to find another way. What else have I not tried? Yeah. Okay, I haven't tried to be actually understanding and listening or starting to walk away first. Calm myself before I bring up that questions again. Okay, that's something that I haven't tried. Okay, I'll go and try it and see what happened. And once we see the return on investment is working, then our brain will logically say, hey, this work, okay, I'll fire it in my unconscious mind. So the more you do it, the better you become. Yes, great, great, great advice. Great advice. So let's shift a little bit into imposter mm. syndrome, mm. which is uh, something that that Ryan and I spend a lot of time. Oh um, my goodness, yes, <laughs> sharing. <laughs> um, mm. And I and I shifted there because um, <laughs> because you mentioned that you have written several books, uh, and you started to tell us a story. And I said, "Wait, save it for the podcast about <laughs> how you ended up writing a book." Mm. Would you share that with us? I would love to. It was during COVID time when we were first in lockdown. And I feel really sorry for the people who were in lockdown and getting very bored and getting loss of motivation and seeing life because uncertainty and confusion can cause all our mind to create little stories in our head that is not real. So I wanted to be able to give something to the people that they can, they can just like a two minute pick, pick you up. 
sort of weed. And I'm and I've been always telling myself I am not someone that who can speak English properly. I don't have written English. I don't have grammar. And I'm like, who the hell am I to write a book? But it was because of the passion that I want to help. Yes, I don't know how to use graphic. I'm very technology challenged. And I say, like, okay, uh, but I will ask for help and see what happens. So I got a designer to come and help me to fix it up here and there. I go online and search, okay, what is the book book design that I can design? And 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 then people started to help me to with like, you know, correcting my uh, grammar in the book. And so that's how the first book came out. And I was so grateful for that because it was my love to the people that got me through my imposter syndrome, thinking that I'm not good enough and I don't have a story to tell. Again, it's finding out the why you're doing it. My my object, my objective was to help other people. So that pushed me through all that barrier of, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what is this. And honestly, to today, if I look at that book, I really want to redo it again with all the graphic and everything. Like, honestly, I'm looking at that. It's like, ooh, I'm not so sure about now. <laughs> Compared to my latest book, I'm like, ooh. But you know what? Um, It's a learning. It's a learning path. And someone just tell me, you know what? That's your learning path so that's your first book yeah that's true mm -hmm. this is my first book okay let it out and let it be and it's a learning as well and, then, and now i'm on my fifth book i'm so proud of myself i did all the graphic myself did all of that and just got someone to like thank god for grammarly go and check it out and then i sent it to them and like you know send it to one of my students like can you just have a quick look for me if that's good or not and no no major changes anymore I used to hire a copywriter to actually go and fix all of that for me but it's just a learning and improvement we don't know how how much power we have in ourselves by telling us that we are not good enough, we are worthless, we are we we are just like you know who the hell am I to be this such person? Just like I was telling all of you before, super confident coach took me three months to get used to it. Writing my first book, it did take me about a week to think about it. Thinking about it until it's like Melbourne going into a really bad lockdown. I'm like, okay, I need to do something for people. I need to help them out to make them feel better. Um, I'm kind of an industry leader in our uh, makeup world. So I say there's so many of us that are affected. They need support. They need help. They need that little bit of a spike to help them out. All I did was put all my content together and put it into a book. That's 24 pages, done. It wasn't a big thing. I think I finished that book in about seven hours, but it took three days for the uh, editor to actually edit it. So you can imagine how bad it was <laughs> but, but it still happened it does happen and after i've done my first book i see other people in having a certain uh issue i write another book i write another book and then i got invited to a joining book in the uh, the global achiever and it's that one is on amazon and as i saw that's a collaborator book and then by the time i know i realize i'm on my fifth book already wow it's this person that 11 months ago telling myself that I'm not good enough because my ex-husband told me that I was worthless every single day for 19 years? No, 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 no. He no longer have control over me. I am in control of my life and I can't go back to my past to fix what happened. So I don't want to spend my 134 bits in there. What I can control is how I feel now and what I'm going to do next. I'm not even looking at the future too much, even that finally, because of my new partner, I finally see a future that we can be together. There's something more that I want to look forward to more than 60 years old. So that's, that's a credit to him. But in saying that, I'm not looking at like, my future have to be like this. I need to live in the house, in the next to the beach and stuff like that. No, 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 no. Let things be 
but be happy and joyful about what is coming to you. Just like today, we connected, we have a chance to share, we have a chance to love and laugh. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And the universe will always bring the people that will help you and support you when you ask for it. So stop telling yourself all those negative words. I'm not pretty enough. My eyes is too small. How am I going to do a Facebook Live? Oh my God, I don't have makeup on. I need to go and actually get my hair cut first. The truth is I did an experiment, nine days doing Facebook Live. And I particularly did not style my hair, did not put makeup on in bad lighting, didn't dress well. No one told me that I wasn't good enough. Everyone told me how amazing my message was. So think yeah. about it that way. Is your message more important or how you worry about how other people judge you is important? I once heard this sentence, when you're older, you will stop worrying about what other people think. It's because you realize other people are too worried about how other people think of them. So it's a really wise sentence that I learned and say, the more older I get, like I'm not young, I'm 43 already this year. So I'm not young. And I feel like that there's so much more in the world that we can do once we can put our fear and that guess, that imposter in us, and we can expand so much more. Wow. Thank you for sharing Thank that. Thank you. Thank no. you. Amazing. Amazing. I will talk to you after. I uh -huh. will give you my time to help uh -huh. people who can't afford coaches who've been through oh, tough times. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we are only going into, uh, like I will probably share with everyone, I'm doing a project called The Confident Project. It's to help women that who have been into a tough situation who cannot afford a coach. Yeah. I'm inviting all coaches who give up only four hours of their time, giving them four sessions, and that will completely change someone's life because yeah. I was one of them. I was someone that who did not have money I was someone that who been took everything off me so if it wasn't for someone who giving me their time and their support to pick me up I would never be where I am right now so yeah. having that ability we can share we can love so I welcome you Heather to come and actually help us on our course yeah I I've, I've been there too I have mm. and I, mm. I I think your cause is uh worthy isn't even enough it's not I don't know what I don't know what a better word is but I wish I could think of one because it is beyond worthy so thank you for putting that out there into the world thank and I, I would love to be part of it thank you I will definitely with you <laughs> so Martha um we have a few things that we um like to ask mm, yes uh to learn a little bit more um about you as a a, a cabaret persona um that we haven't talked about so at this point okay. you're probably freaking out going wait what no i don't um, mind so so if you were to do a cabaret act so mm -hmm. bear in mind the cabaret could be you know singing dancing comedy drag burlesque you name it um so if you were going out onto stage in your amazing cabaret performance which i have no doubt it would be <laughs> what what one tool or uh, item or ar article would you like to take with you onto stage? The feather fans. <gasps> yes. I love it. It's so sexy, so yeah. feminine, so beautiful. And I can cover any places that people I don't want to see. So <laughs> there you go. It's fantastic. It's my safety song over there. It's amazing. Uh, I love uh, it. <laughs> beautiful. I love a feather fan. Do you have a color in mind? Oh, I love pink, so why not? <laughs> oh, beautiful. Classic. 
Beautiful, beautiful. And what would your uh, stage name be? What would Ryan be introducing you as? Uh, I would love to be called the unicorn. <laughs> I love that. Just like the mononym, just like the unicorn. The unicorn. I, love that. I always say that in my dating dating times, I actually reply to guys and say, I'm a unicorn that brings joys and happiness. That's who I am. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So if you have to pick one, what is your favorite, not even your biggest, but whatever, whatever your favorite lesson is that you've learned this far in your life? What is it? The favorite lesson that I have learned in life is to be vulnerable. It was one of the things that was hardest for me after 30 years of being in silence. And I learned that being vulnerable, being able to ask, have brought me so much joy, so much freedom, and it lifts up so much guilt, it lifts up so much barriers in my heart. So I would encourage everyone to start to trust, to start to be vulnerable. That is the best gift that one person can give to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Honestly, that was beautiful. Thank you. That thank really was. You. That really was. Oh. Really beautiful. And I guess I have one more question for you. Sure. One question, just the one, I promise. Where can we find you? <laughs> I am all over social media. Yes, you are. For, I know, I'm a little bit like that. Um, if you search for a super confident coach, I'm actually first one to come up on Google, thanks to my partner giving me that name. Uh, the other ways that you can find me is I have a link tree link that I have sent it to you, uh, Heather, already, and you can click in there to find uh, all of them about me. Another way that I wanted to, for all of you to contact with me is I would love to share two of my books to you. One of them is called uh, Five, Don't Survive, Even Times Are Tough. That's the one that I write during COVID times for the people. It's my first book, so be nice and be kind with it. The second thing is, again, is the message that matters, not the graphic. <laughs> the second book that I wanted to give out is Action is Proof. I wrote that book during when my cat died. I have her for 16 years, mm -hmm. and she was the only thing that I have during my marriage. And when she died earlier in the year, I took three months to get over it. Yeah. So during that time, I had the choice. What makes it even worse was my ex-husband came back and texted me and blamed me for her death and telling me that I'm the worst person in the world. That hit me hard and triggered so many bad memories in me. So it caused a lot of fear. So that night, I still remember. When I got up in the morning, I told my partner, he's going to work. Can you go and feed the cat and dog? Because I don't feel like getting out of bed. And he understand, giving me time to get over myself. And he feed the cat and dog. And I was lying in bed and thinking, do I let him control me? Or do I let myself control myself? So I got up and start to cook myself a breakfast. I immediately feel better. And I was still feeling low. Guess what? I started cleaning the house and I hate cleaning. Okay. Just to let everyone know that. But I started cleaning the house and mopping and everything. And I feel even better. So it triggered me of writing this book dedicated to my cat and dedicated to people that who feel like shit, who feel like that they're stuck, who feel like that they want to stay in bed and not get up to do a work. Action is proof. Your action it doesn't matter how big or small, as simple as just make, getting yourself up, going to the toilet or having a shower. It already can make you feel better. Mm. 
So I have written that book to help people to pick themselves up whenever they're in the tough situation so they can have something, a six-step plan to help them to move again, just to move forward and keep going. Because when you're starting to move forward, you will see a lot more light coming into you. And when you have, uh, when you believe anything is possible and choose your action to prove it because you are worth it. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. So I will give that out to you guys and uh, please uh, like share it with everyone that you want. And uh, in there, there's also a link that you can contact me if you feel like that you need that little bit of support. I'm very happy to be here to listen to your story, not to sell you anything, but just to listen and send you on your path to help that you want to, to actually get. So there's a contact me page on the link over there. Feel free to contact me, anyone that who needs support. Thank you Thank so you. much. Honestly. You are you are a pure joy, inspiration. <laughs> I, I could spend all day talking with you. Oh, lovely. <sighs> I feel uh, good just for being connected with That's you. Good. That's good. Yeah. That's what I wanted to see, the unicorn that brings joy and happiness. <laughs> exactly right, right. Yeah, that clean away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for joining us, Martha. Thank, thank you, you thank me. you. Do reach out and get in touch with Martha. She's not kidding when she says she's all over the internet. I, I'm following her everywhere. It's amazing. <laughs> oh thank my goodness. you. So, so I guess all that we have left to say now is again, thank you everybody who's been listening to this podcast. Thank you everybody who's joining up. I hope that you're all uh, taking advantage of the, the link tree um, and booking on a session or reading this uh, wonderful book uh, by Martha. Um, Thank you again so much for joining us. This has been Confidence Through Cabaret, the podcast. Uh, my name is Ryan. I'm Heather. I'm Martha. And we're here to remind you that it is your body. Your body. Your world. Your, your world. Your stage. Your stage. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.